Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the gaming industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to learn about our online digital events. We have some amazing sessions with people in the gaming industry, and you can participate for free and purchase inexpensive passes to our industry-leading business-to-business system. Now, here we go, Indie Game Business. everybody my name's indy that gentleman next to me is mr jay powell from the powell group consulting and welcome to our first episode of indie game business after the indie game business conference oh did <laughs> i confuse you there i throw you out. this is our first episode ever you're like what it's like wait what <laughs> yeah we've got a, a special guest it's a Apparently, it's Jay's party, buddy. They're going to go to GDC and party the whole time and not do any work at all. Wait, is that an option? Right. Yeah. I didn't, Sounds great. No, right. one, no one sent me that option. That's uh... <laughs> the, actually, I'm, I'm watching all these other new channels on our Discord light up because Ash has been, you know, going in and adding new things to our server. And I'm like, oh, look, cool. It does this now. Yes, uh, we have a new community manager that I want to shout out, uh, Ash. Uh, Peps, Pepster, Peps, Pepster, in Discord. Yeah, who, who got you, the Ash, ultimate trial me. by fire? She started mm-hmm. working with us on Monday of last week, and then the conference started Wednesday. So it's like, hey, you're good. But with us, we have one of my dear friends and favorite people to have around, uh, guy. I don't. I don't even know how to pronounce your last name. Blumberg. You know what, Blumberg, Blumberg. I don't even mind. Whatever works, Jay. Whatever. It's, it's a pleasure to be here on your very first episode. I don't. Uh, know. It's great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, it's good, man. It's good to good to see you. Good to hang out. So yeah, next week should we warn the audience that there might be a bit of like old man cynicism coming through in, in this episode? <laughs> look, or... look, I, I think we 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 have to temper that as much as possible. Oh, this we have to be excited, isn't it? For... Yes. Well, I, look, look, we can be we can be genuine, but we can be authentic around the the our attitudes and opinions, and then temper it with a. But I'm sure you're going to have a great time. <laughs> Let's yes, see how we, we, go. we we are essentially going to dive into all the the do's and don'ts and and tips and all that sort of stuff for uh, for GDC next week. But it also carries over to like most any big event as well. Um, yeah. And of course, if you've got questions and you've got tips and you want to know where all the cool karaoke places are going to be every night because according to guy you can do karaoke every single night at gdc if you know the right people um look you can you can do karaoke every night uh just in life in general that's fine but i think this would be good for anyone that's listening that uh whether it's your first time going to gdc or if you haven't been since the pandemic or if you're an old hat like jay's been to uh, how, how many gdc's have you been to like 20 
I, not I'm, counting the when it didn't happen, but 25 yeah. years. I first started going to GDC when it was in San Jose. Wow, that's wild. That's wild. Um, my, my background, first my degree was in Atlanta. Oh wow. Okay, yeah, that is that is going back. It's it's interesting. My my experience and knowledge of uh, gaming conventions does not go back that far, but I spent the better part of a decade working on the other side of conventions, so running them and hosting them and managing the expectations of the industry and people that were coming there. So I've got a different perspective, but hopefully that'll be helpful to the folks that are listening as well. Yeah, see, that's the, you did the stuff I have no interest in doing whatsoever. Every, every now and then Dan <laughs> pops up and goes, hey, when are we going to do a live, like, in-person indie game business conference? And I'm like, never, mm -hmm. ever. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know what? You say, you say that now. Let me just hold this no, moment. And no, let's no, 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 no. I say see. that. I say, I say yeah. that perpetually. Yes. Okay. Sure. Okay. If, I, if Reed Pop wants to come in and, you know, license my show for a live event, let, yeah, all day long. I don't want to be in charge Maybe. Of it. Maybe. Let's see. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> so, um, GDC, uh, by now, hopefully you've got your meeting scheduled. Um, if you don't, I mean, there is truthfully still time. I mean, we use the meet to match system. It's fantastic. There's like 1,300, 1,400 people to meet in there. Um, the So the warning from yesterday was uh, yeah. if you... <laughs> GDC basically doxed people. Um, so yeah, it's the, the official GDC uh, networking software is if you signed up, uh, you bought, have a ticket to GDC and you opted into that system, your contact details are viewable to someone else who you have set up and approved a meeting with within that system. So it's not as it's not quite as docs level as in all the information is public, but it's still not great for me personally, my home address was what I used to actually sign up, uh, you know, to the system. So the people I'd already set meetings with, they could see my home address and, and vice versa. And I'm, I'm not particularly worried or concerned, but then again, I'm a, you know, straight middle-aged 40 something year old white dude whose name is his gender. Like I'm pretty, <laughs> but, uh, you know, understandably for a lot of other folks, that's, you know, a bit of worry. So make sure you to take your address off. Uh, and also it lists, apparently it also lists out what panels you, you've said that you're going to go to as well. So just, just be aware and be careful. Uh, you know, uh, you don't want people following you around if they can. Uh, it's not great. Informer, as far as I know, I've been told they're working to fix it or change it, but I'm not sure of the current status. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> This goes back to what my parents always told me, you know, no one's going to kidnap you because nobody wants you. you know? <laughs> and so people aren't going to come after us because no one, no one wants us. That, that's, yeah. That's yeah. That's the, the given. <laughs> um, it's, it's the position of privilege uh, and to be able to use that uh, to, to, to be able to, you know, help other people as much as possible. So to take the hits. Do you know who doesn't dox people? Me to match. They, <laughs> That's that true. Meet to match. We love meet to match Fedora and the whole program. I mean, I've been using meet to match uh, ever since back when I was doing PAX Australia. So yeah, great, great system. Highly recommend it. So let's just start at the top. What is the, what are the like core things? Pick like three things, people who have never been or haven't been in a while um, yeah. to GDC. When you hit the ground running, it's like I get there. Hell, I get there tomorrow. Um, 
and, and then I'm there through Saturday next week. But mm-hmm. what's the first thing that people need to do when they get to San Francisco and start getting, you know, ready for the madness? Yeah, well, I mean, let's hey man, let's let's take it right back to basics. Yeah, let's let's assume people, you know, it's it's maybe their first convention in a while, if not ever, as well. And it can be really overwhelming uh for a lot of folks. I think you've got to uh first of all, depending on how packed your your week is or how much you've back-to-back booked meetings or whatnot, just realize a little bit that you've got to exercise uh a lot of self-care during that week. Like I know there's lots of parties and lots of drinking and lots of fun and whatnot, but the basic stuff, drink a lot of water, take some time to go outside the expo and just, you know, bask in the sunlight for a little bit, you know, take a breather, make sure you eat well, or at least decently, or, you know, take care of yourself because if you don't, you might get to even Wednesday or Thursday and be absolutely burnt out. And depending on what you're trying to do with the show, if you're trying to have professional meetings and you're, running on a lack of sleep, hungover, not eating well on a sugar rush, like you're not gonna you're not gonna get done what you needed to do uh, you know, when you went there for. So that it it sounds really basic, but I think it's something that especially folks that if it's their first convention, they don't think too much about because they want to be as high paced and keep up with everyone else. You don't need to. Look after yourself first. Otherwise you're gonna have a, a subpar experience at the show. Uh, and especially from a business point of view. All right. So one clarification, uh, it's going to be tough next week to get out of the building and get into the sun being as I just pulled up the weather and it's supposed to be like overcast and raining all week. So it's it's well, basically okay, okay. going out, to be London. Out, out into the fresh air then, <laughs> into the crisp, cool San Francisco uh, uh, weather. I don't know, man. Just get, get out of the convention. Get out of the convention hall for a bit. Also recognize that the food and drink options at the convention hall are going to be are, are terrible. Uh, you know, look elsewhere for that kind of stuff. Just get outside occasionally. So there is a Target and then like multiple Walgreens and or CVS or whatever your your corner drugstore of choice is. One of the first things that I typically do is hit that and get like protein bars to get through get through yeah. the day. And I've already started my emergent C vitamin C. <laughs> thing. I, all right, look, I swear, my wife gave me so much hell for years because every time I went to tra- every time I traveled, I came home with con crud, you know, sick. And she got me sure. to start taking that stuff. And I do it like yeah. three times a day. And yep. I honestly, it's been a world of difference, but it's just, you know, it's getting vitamins into your system. You know, you're you're going to be around a whole lot of people. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'd also say in, in terms of that, in terms of stocking up at the beginning of the week, uh, like I'm staying at one of the hotels downtown, so it's easy access to get to GDC. But the first thing I'll do when I hit the ground is go to a Target or a CVS and buy up a bunch of uh, energy drinks, bottles of water, uh, just some uh, good, healthy food and things of like this and take it back to my hotel room, mainly because, you know, there'll be points where I come back to the hotel and it's I'm tired and I haven't eaten or you know, and you're like, oh, I'll just order something or I'll look in the mini fridge. Everything is more expensive if you don't plan. Gotcha. So have get a bunch of stuff at the beginning of the week, put it in your room or your hotel just so it's there. You know, that's going to be that's always a really good option as well. Snickers bars, Oreos, all the all the essentials, those little donuts <laughs> yeah. that are come in the big like sweet sixteen chocolate donut packs. You know all that, all that sort of stuff. That's that's generally we're not we're not that young anymore, Jay. We can't I'm get away sh- with that. All right. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think of some other like fundamentals. Comfy shoes. You know, you're going to be running around from uh, event to event, or you know, walking and talking, doing a West Wing style with a lot of people that you bump into. Uh, wear comfy shoes. This is a big show. It's a big convention center, and you if if you're it's if you're into out. that, yeah, and if you're into that kind of you know, serendipitous networking thing, then you're going to be bouncing around between the Marriott and the W and like the, the hotels, the, the trifecta of them uh, through the gardens. Like you got to be doing a lot of walking. So I prepare for it. One of the first things that, you know, I like to do when I hit a new town or even one that I've been to several times is that first day, just do a walk around, get an idea of where everything is. Cause you're going to be downtown San Francisco you're not going to be able to like see in the distance. I mean, you're going to see the skyscraper that's next to you and, and the skyscraper that's next to that. But if you learn where, you know, Moscone is, where the Marriott Marquis, AKA the Death Star bar is, <laughs> um, yeah. the Intercontinental and the W, those are the main hotels for, you know, all, all the business that happens at, at GDC. And if you want to just like, heighten your chances of running into somebody random those are the lobbies that you need you need to be in yeah yeah that's exactly right and like you be be careful and be cautious around you know hotel bars and alcohol and drinking and, and all those kind of things like exercise caution and and be smart recognize that usually at those places though they are surrounded by a lot of people uh industry folks like no at all times. Uh, and there are a lot of folks, I think, that are a little bit more uh, aware and looking out for problematic behavior and whatnot. So just don't don't be shy about it, about calling people out. Uh, you're probably going to have a lot of other people that will have your back if that actually happens during any of that. Well, at least I would I would hope so. But there, there are a lot of um, uh, support groups and networks and messaging groups and things like this that can help you as well. And travel impacts. Yeah. I mean, uh, at night, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just reality. At night in San Francisco is not the place you want to be wandering around alone, especially if you've been drinking. Yeah, it's it's San Francisco. It's a it's a tough one, especially for anyone coming from outside of North America. When I first went to uh, actually Seattle was the first place that I had to, no L.A. was the first one I went to. Either way, it's confronting for anyone from you know another country to see quite the level of, of uh, homelessness and mental health challenges that, that folks mm -hmm. have just out on the street in general, especially in these downtown areas. San Francisco especially uh, is is pretty rough in that particular respect. And, you know, you've got to remember that everyone everyone's a human, like everyone's just, you know, trying to work their way through life. But there are definitely, you know, risk mitigation factors in terms of you wandering around the streets of San Francisco yeah. in regards to areas that you should avoid and definitely, you know, try and travel around with with other people. If you do stay within that Berber, Yerba, Berber, Yerba, blah, blah, I can't remember. <laughs> the gardens. If you stay within Buena the gardens, Vista, whatever you, it is. <laughs> if you stay within that garden area between the gardens, the Moscone, and you know some of those hotel bars, it's pretty. It's going to be packed uh, most of the time, and you'll be pretty okay. But if you veer off uh, into other areas or you have other meetings a little bit further out, just just exercise caution, you know? Situational awareness and common sense. Ubers aren't that expensive. So just, yeah, if you've got to go a couple blocks, but I mean, and that's something to keep in mind too. You know, if you aren't doing meetings at the actual 
show or, or at the Moscone Center. So you've got to keep in mind you're going to have travel time. If you have a meeting at the Intercontinental and then a meeting at the W, yes. then you're going to have to be able to navigate that area and, and get there on time. So you may end up being like, all right, I need to go you know, five minutes early, 10 minutes early. And for all of our friends in Europe, our city blocks are much bigger than yours because that's, <laughs> I make the opposite mistake going the other way. It's like, I go to Europe sure. and I look at my phone and I'm like, good God, it's like six, seven blocks away. It's like, oh, wait, I know. that's like I know. I've block in America. I've <laughs> made that mistake. I've made that mistake so many times. I live here in New York. And the first time I came to New York, I remember someone was like, oh, I know I'm, I'm just uh, I'm like 15 blocks up this way. And to me, my Australian brain, was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no problem. That, yes. yeah, that, that was a problem. I arrived panting and sweating and not in a good state of mind. Uh, and that's the other one. You don't want to turn up for your meetings a sweaty, you know, mess. Like the, you're, you, we're trying to present ourselves or you're trying to present yourself and your product, whether you're, you know, going around pitching games or other biz dev related things, like you, you, you want to represent yourself well. So don't, don't rush. Leave yourself a good amount of time to get from one meeting to the next. It's better to do that. Other uh, better to do that than try and pack them all in as tight as possible. Unless you're smart like Jay and you've actually got a, a booth on the show floor where you can just sit there I'm the whole time the and let, let people come to you. So not on the show floor. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. That's 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 the uh, that's the platinum level kind of uh, experience. That's the. It's when you reach that particular level. I, I, I am an honorary uh, Dutch individual for, for this conference. I, I will be hanging out with all of my friends at, at, at the Dutch lounge. <laughs> Smart. Uh, Smart. All right. So uh, Calix actually has a good question for, for, let's talk about this for a second. For those of us who have been doing this for far too long, what do we <laughs> actually do when we get there? As in, what do we do when we, what, uh, what, when we what turn up the or throughout the whole week in general. Yeah, well, the whole week in general. I mean, it's like, so mine, for my schedule. Yeah, take us through yours first, Jay. Far more packed than I had intended on it being. Um, but I basically filled up all my meeting slots last week sometime. And so I will be getting up in the morning, every morning having a breakfast meeting somewhere between 8.30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you know, nearby hotel, then going mm -hmm. over to the Dutch lounge where I'm, holding court for you know lack of a better word i'll have meetings there every half hour until roughly around four or four thirty and then i will i've got after that i'm meeting somebody a friend for for drinks or just to catch up something light and social and mm -hmm. then i have a dinner and a party of some sort every yep. night as well and so on monday and tuesday I'm also actually going to several pitch sessions where a bunch of us are going to sit in a room and we're going to have six, eight, 10, however many developers come through and, and speed pitches. So mm -hmm. unfortunately my schedule is one of those where it's going to be back to back to back to back to back to meetings, but sure. I don't have to go anywhere. You know, that's the, yeah. that's the luxury part. I don't have to run back and forth all over the place um yeah. but it is it's it's it is like you said earlier i can't remember if we were live or not but we're not 25 anymore it's like <laughs> we used to be able to do this it's like this was not a problem you know 20 years ago when i was doing it but yeah we're we're older now and <laughs> <it's> <laughs> I, I think it's it's uh it's interesting because uh, you 
you value your time a little bit more and you, you quantify the people uh, that you're catching up with a little bit more. I think in, uh, in previous years, when I first started going to conventions, anyone that would message me, I'd be like, yeah, let's catch up. Let's, let's do it. I was, I was just so enthusiastic and so excited about catching up with everyone. And I, I still am excited about seeing people, but I'm a little bit more precious of, you know, Oh, let's catch up for like a, a, a lunch meeting or let's catch up for half an hour. It's like, I don't have a business reason to catch up with you. And I kind of need to prioritize a lot of the, the business stuff that I've got there. So let's maybe grab a coffee or maybe, you know what, we'll meet at this party or this event or, mm -hmm. or things like that. Trying to, to recognize and prioritize is really important. We only have, you know, essentially that the five or six days, you know, depending on when you get in and whatnot, like it's actually a relatively short period of time. Uh, with an incredible number of people that are going to be in town. So yeah, somebody uh, said yesterday, 30, 40,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I saw that number thrown around. Yeah. For a, a B2B event, you know, that's, that's huge. That's sizable. So it, yeah. it, it was much, um, I, I actually enjoyed last year when like no one was there. <laughs> it was, it was so much easier to get around and see people and, and all that. I of mean, course. and, and of yes, course. you do have to prioritize your meetings, but don't, you also need to have some meetings with people you enjoy having meetings with people that you haven't seen, because it's one of those things that is as cynical as I get, you know, constantly going to, you know, these events and seeing the excitement, you know, in a developer about this game that they're pitching me, or even better, if I'm going to something like a Gamescom or, you know, like E3 that's coming up, um, that has consumers there and just like you see kids i was at a comic book convention this weekend and it's like mm -hmm. kids are so excited about the smallest little thing that has to do with something that they love and it's like oh yeah this is why we do this this yeah. is it gets you re-energized so if you go yeah. and you do book every single meeting somebody new business 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 you are going to burn out you've got to have yeah that that palate cleanser of, of, a, of somebody a bit of a, a, a recharge essentially so it's it's interesting from my my schedule at this gdc i wear a lot of different hats a lot of the time but my focus for this week is going to be uh i represent a game developer uh down in new zealand riffraff games and we've got two games and two demos that we're showcasing and taking to publishers so most of my meetings are around that uh i've got the games industry gathering hat on where we're doing a, a party an event for members on the on the Monday night. And those meetings are, I think I was telling you before, Jay, uh, like I think I've got about 12 or 13 of those meetings throughout the week. And then spaced in between that is a couple of other tentative, like, yeah, I'll catch up with this friend for, a, you know, a, a drink here or leaving space open to be, I'll be around this area at this time. Uh, you know, cause you've, for, for me, it's like, here's the priority of the, the, uh, the meetings and the pitches that I need to be at. Here's the planning and prep for, parties on night times and the evenings you pick a group or one person to go out and do dinner with and then you there's there's a party every night it is not hard to find or get into parties the only question is which parties that you're going to and if there's a particular reason or another you know uh benefit or there's certain people that you want to actually hang out with and, and meet up with at those parties uh, but i like to keep my time a bit more spaced out these days so I like that too. It just doesn't always happen. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah, that's 
Oh, you know what's funny? Dice happened like a couple of weeks back, and I I had the exa- I went the exact opposite way, where I scheduled barely any meetings, and it was much more uh, uh, serendipitous. But that's also a smaller convention in a much tighter area where people don't really leave that hotel, so it's much easier to have those random encounters with people on a consistent, continual basis. Whereas GDC is much larger and more spread out, so it, it can be a bit tougher. But if you're going, if you're one of the folks that's like last minute, it's like, okay, I'm going to go, but I don't have a sure. sort of meeting schedule and you want to network, that's the situation where you need to get to, I don't ever recommend the W because the W's <laughs> lobby space is so small that you're just in there like crowded to death. But the Marriott Marquis, there's going to be a ton of people coming and going and just hanging out, assuming they finally finished the 10 years of construction that's been in that bar downstairs. Um, And the Intercontinental is another good one. There's plenty of places to sit in there and you're going to see, you know, people coming through and and all that sort of good stuff. So if you, if you've left it all to the last minute, right. And, and good luck finding a a hotel. Although I've had a couple of people that have actually said they've had uh, success finding some last minute hotels so that that might be an option but uh if you've left it to the last minute and you don't have any meetings planned and you want you're there to network essentially i I honestly think you need to be a little bit more uh uh targeted than that like you know who is it that you are you trying to network with any particular group because if you just stand in the lobby and you don't know anyone it can be really hard to just strike up a conversation um this is Sorry, why that was coming well, from the sense of i already know 25 years yeah well, exactly like, and so yeah. i can stand in there. you stand you people like you and me can stand in the middle of that barrier and like every couple of minutes there'll be someone walking past oh hey good to see you like that's the that's the benefit that comes with just being around in the industry for a long enough time especially folks like me and jay we're we've got uh a benefit in that we organize large-scale community events or conferences so like we, we, we we're the facilitators of connecting people essentially so that's kind of our role whereas most people don't have that luxury not in that position I, w- I would say if you've left it to the last minute um honestly i would actually say there's a lot of internal systems that gdc has for uh round tables and this uh, the speed dating networking stuff that they do i'd say sign up to meet to match and try and get you know, uh, some some meetings or some catch-ups with people uh, as soon as you can as well. Not everyone scheduled everything in uh, on Meet to Match at this particular point. And then, yeah, like try and hang out in the garden, see where there's see where there's big crowds of people that you can kind of you know join in. It's a it, there's actually in the in the gardens there's regular meetups and catch-ups of uh, different groups and associations that happen pretty frequently. What's the uh, there's a, the, the, oh God, I can't remember the name of it. It's the not GDC. It's where people are invited to the gardens to, uh, they, they give, uh, talks on whatever they want in the, oh, do you know the thing I'm like talking the about? GDC. I remember this, but it was like pre pandemic. Um, yeah. yeah, I want to say yeah. it's alt GDC. I don't, uh, alt GDC was the alternative controllers, but what we might oh. do after this as well, there's like, uh, there are a series of, uh, very open developer GDC, uh, you know, not you don't need a badge to GDC, uh, kind of things that happen uh, around it. We could probably provide a bunch of links and things like this. Like on the Sunday morning, there's a big group of people. I know Kate Edwards, organizer, that goes for a walk down to the the bridge. You know, it's like Sunday morning, yeah. like people that are in early. 
It's all as a group. Go for a walk down the bridge. Things like that are a really good way to actually connect and meet, uh, you know, established folks in the industry. So, yeah. And if you, so we, I met with a developer years ago who was like, you know, they said, my plan is to go and, and network during the day and then work on my game in the hotel at night. And I said, no. Work on your game during the day if you don't have meetings set up and then go out and socialize at night because yes. that's where that's where every, everybody is going to be at one of these little places around the and there is a list out there um, of open parties and, and things but yeah yeah it's the, and again you know what after this we can we can put the links in the, the indie game business channel and everything like that so everyone has access to them it's a list of parties it's a list of groups and associations that are happening and even at this point uh you, you're probably good to get access to a bunch of them if you need it <laughs> chris has got a good point if anything paul is the dev um and then yes the conference is for conferring so yeah so we need to all be conferring with people it, it's it's important to realize though, like these aren't cheap. I mean, there's a there's a trend going around on on Twitter at the moment of people that are posting that they're not going to be at GDC for various reasons because it's expensive or they can't travel or, or whatever, and they're like, hey, I'm not going to be there. Um, you know, maybe there's ways to connect here or, or there. But if you're paying the ridiculous amount that we are paying to stay in San Francisco for a week, like you better be making the most of that. You know what I mean? Like. Don't sit in your hotel room. Don't spend any time in your hotel room if you can avoid it, except to sleep. But I mean, and it's one of those things, it's like you're not going to find me in a, a four-star or even three-star hotel at GDC because it's cheaper. And, and you know, my main thing with the hotel room is how good is the water pressure? And the place I stayed last year had like ridiculously <laughs> good water pressure. And so I am, I am there. But, you know, a friend of mine said to me years ago, it doesn't need to be a four-star hotel. You're not there to hang out in the hotel the whole time. You're there to, you know, sleep basically. So yeah, um, that yeah, yeah. That, that that's it's, the don't don't be hanging out in the hotel room. Uh, and you know what? While I'm on that note as well, uh, don't go into any meetings in hotel rooms. You know, unless it's like someone that's got a suite and they're pitching a game, or that's a professional thing. But if someone's like, if if someone's offering, it's like, oh, we've got a party back at the hotel room or something. Just just don't. Just don't. It's it's sketchy, and it's you don't need to do that. Back in the day, we used to do hall crawls. Oh, <laughs> look, look, man, we're not talking. Back in the day, there was back in the day was problematic, all right? Yeah. So that's, that's, there's, you know, I, I well, think I mean, nobody went into a room and closed the door. The doors were all the way open, and and it go. was all the way down the hall that way, and yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, and, and the thing is, I mean, I, I get it. Everyone's, you know, trying to actually make those connections and, and make those good impressions. And everyone, everyone wants to be part of like the cool crew and the cool crowd and, and fit in and, and make those genuine personal connections where it's not just a, a business connection or association or whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, just be careful. Lynn, you walked into Guy and I not really having a set agenda for this meeting, for this uh, <laughs> your podcast. And so it's it's a little bit of everything right now. Oh, but Jay, I, is this live? I thought we were just catching up, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, we're recording this and, and, and we're okay. posting it everywhere. Sure. Um, yeah. All right. So here's a question, E3-ish, but also for anything else as well. As a new startup studio that got a spot on the E3 floor, congratulations. Um, what would you two recommend my team focus on while we are there? 
on the e th- the e3 floor oh, we- we've moved on from no, gdc but, okay. but it can it can apply to gdc as well when you're so, on the so, show floor as a first time studio what do you need to focus on yeah look there's there's two things and it depends on the show right and gdc and e3 is a good example or actually even packs or things like this are you uh, having a presence on the show floor in order to get industry or publishers or journalists and media to play your game, or are you trying to use it to get consumers uh, to actually play and build up ambassadors or to get focus testing or things like this? Most people will take a booth on a show floor for promotion and marketing. And then you've got to figure out what is your, uh, what's your goals that you want to get out of the show. Try and be as tangible as possible. One other really important advice that I see with indies that take uh, booth space is uh, you need to be in front of your booth hustling. Do not sit back in your booth on a chair and wait for people to come to you. You should be standing out the front, and it's it's hard, and it's it you know it'll be you're on you'll be on your feet for eight to ten hours a day. Your voice will be hoarse by the end of it. But again, it's if you're gonna spend the money and you're gonna do these things, like you want to be out there. Had yet flies like, hey, have you ever played this? We got a new RPG game. Like, come on in, you know, come in here and check it out. Be passionate about your game. Make sure that shows through. Because the other one is, even if you're targeting consumers, and even if it's like the general public that are coming to play your game and whatnot, you actually never know who is a sizable content creator or a journalist just wandering around the show floor or a publisher that's walking by. Like, you need to be putting your best foot forward. But, but uh, honestly, the the most important one for me is actually. I, seeing developers and their booth where they're, they're just kind of sitting back in their booth and, and waiting for people to come around, even if it's not too busy, you might be like, Oh, if it's packed, then, then we'll do that. But like when it's not too busy and it's not too crowded, you know, we'll, we'll chill out. I'd say the opposite, you know, who walks around the show floor where it's not too crowded, like industry oh, folks, because we <laughs> hate walking around a busy show floor. You know, the best time to walk around a show floor, either the, the hour before it opens to the public or Sunday afternoon when it's the quietest. Indie Game Business has one of the longest running digital event series in the gaming industry with hundreds of publishers, investors, developers, and tech companies to meet with. All the sessions are always free to watch forever, and you can get a free pass to receive all the slide decks from all those speakers. The tickets for meetings start just at $50. Go to IndieGame.Business and use the code IGBPODCAST to get 20% off your ticket. Get so more like, swag on Sunday afternoon too, because nobody wants to pack that <laughs> shit home. And so that's, that's, that's when true. you can like clear out on on t-shirts and set your wardrobe up for the rest of the year. So yeah, one of the things that we used to do, you know, way back when, um, I get that not a lot of not everybody is going to be you know so out there in your face and happy and excited and hey come do this. Sure. Find your and it's too late to do this for GDC unless you like live in the area or something. Find your friend who is the one that everybody talks to at parties. They can have yeah. absolutely nothing to do with your company and your game, but they just absolutely do not give a fuck. 
when it comes to yeah. talking and getting out there and get that friend say hey look you want to go three days in random city and, and do this but have that person out there who is the extrovert and who will bring people in because yeah chris just said it in, yeah, in chat ab absolutely you know, passion even, is infectious infectious here we go yeah even even other than like uh i used to have a bunch of friends back in australia that would leverage and use uh friends that were established cosplayers to actually be their forward-facing people in the booth oh, yeah. again, it's just having that that person that's actually you know in a cosplay of the game itself even if, like that was I actually was very impressed with that. Anytime like a small indie game had someone out front that was dressed up or cosplaying as one of the characters from the game, amazing. And you don't need to worry about that person knowing that much about your game to be able to talk about it with a sense of authenticity. Because if anyone asks them, it's like, oh, can you tell me more about the game? They can turn around and say, yeah, look, you know what? The creator and the developer of the game is right here. Like, yeah, have a talk to them. They'll tell you all about it. And that's it's that's a beautiful process that if you can do that 100% I agree that that would be great and, and never assume you know who you're talking to when you're talking to that publisher I mean to that developer or whoever is at that booth because I mean I guarantee you by the end of next week we're going to have a whole lot of other people who you know especially women in the industry underrepresented groups that people come up and go oh well let me talk to the developer it's like well uh, they are the developer don't you know yeah. just yeah. don't beat that a-hole um calyx lost levels oh. say again sir lost levels is the name of the things that happen in thank you yes Yerba Buena, whatever the name of the park is. <laughs> yeah, i don't know if i'll ever get it right i don't know if i'm being offensive by not getting it right but i've never been, i can't remember <laughs> the gardens in san francisco the, the area out front the, the, yes that's the um Yes, but Lost Levels, uh, check that out. That's a really good one, and it's kind of open for anyone to stand up and kind of give a uh, give a give a talk. It's just, they're trying to be like a less formal conference kind of thing to San Francisco and offer something an alternative. And there's usually things like that around larger gaming conventions. You know, there's always people that are uh, frustrated at the cost of uh, a ticket or a booth, and will try and do something around it. The anti anti insert big show name here, which yeah. is fine. I think that's healthy. Yes, I agree. And, and there's a lot of food trucks outside too. All right. Um, yes. So going back on the passion part, um, the other side of that is if you have, if you have that person that's drawing people in, when someone's walking down the aisle, they're going to gravitate to what they think is very, very popular. So it just kind of like feeds on itself as well. Yeah. I think an important one when you're saying you don't you don't know who you're talking to a lot of the time as well. I know the games industry, especially when we talk about GDC, it's like you know thirty to forty thousand people turning up, or we think about shows like PAX with a hundred thousand people and all this kind of stuff. Um, even though those numbers make it sound like a very big industry, and it is, it's actually uh, it's quite small when it comes to the people within it that all talk amongst each other. The publishers. And the folks that, you know, are, are looking to fund games, they all kind of know each other and they all talk to each other. Like, it's actually quite a small uh, uh, network industry in a lot of ways. So, you know, if if you are not doing a great job in promoting yourself and your company, I'm, I'm not saying, like, you, if you piss one person off, then you're ruined or anything like that. But especially when you have a booth and you're representing it, like, you just you don't know who you're talking to. All the time and it could be someone that they might not be a journalist or they might not be 
media or or a content creator or something but they might be someone that you know uh runs the the you know c-suite dinners that happen or you know what i mean they might be someone in that particular position and when you know casual conversation oh did you see that but oh they, they weren't really happy like you just gotta you gotta be careful and, and you have to be careful what you say in terms of if something if, if you know things that the general public is not supposed to know like nda level stuff don't talk yeah. about it at gdc because you're surrounded by so many people i don't know how many industry secrets i've heard over the years just by hanging out in like the bar in between meetings and listening. yeah if you've got sensitive stuff to talk about get it leave the bar walk outside be smart you know every everyone that's around you is in the industry or in some way shape or another and just be smart about that you know don't assume that people aren't listening especially if like it's something that's i i learned that you know the the hard way when i like uh in the at a convention last year i'm not going to go into details but certainly you know when i would blah 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 e3 suddenly i saw heads turn and i'm like oh shit yeah okay i need to be need to be a little careful about what i'm saying <laughs> you know in this particular environment so and the uh, thing to keep yeah. in mind is, is that rule starts the minute you walk into the airport when you're leaving because you don't really know who else is on that flight also yeah. going out yeah. to you know that particular show Just, it was, you know what? Just don't talk. Just don't E3, talk in public. Somebody from um, whoever used to run E3. The ESA? Yeah. Years ago, the year that they had all the drama because the adult games people wanted to be on mm. the conference, mm -hmm. the guy sitting beside me on the plane whips out his laptop and starts typing up this confidential document to all the people at E3. <laughs> and it's like, dude, we can read. Everybody can see that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you just gotta, you just, just uh, be careful. So, yeah. So, yeah, be careful. Um, all right, what do we want to hit next? Anybody, y'all have questions? Again, fire, fire them out there. I'm running mm -hmm. through um, some of the stuff because if you didn't see it, Game Industry Biz hit up a whole lot of people last week and put together another walkthrough. And I know there's one, Gig has one as well, but there's the, um, there's the link for it as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. The games industry.biz one is great. The crowdsourced a lot of, um, uh, <laughs> sorry for Alex, don't assume people won't understand what you're talking about if you do it in another language as well. Yes. Very, very good. Very smart. <laughs> um, games industry.biz did a great wrap up and uh, hit up a, a lot of folks for advice and suggestions, including folks like Simon, the cars that used to be, you know, head up the uh, GDC and, uh, really good advice just in terms of where to go. And that actually links to the gig one as well in that article. So I'd, I'd say that's a good one to, to get started. Uh, practice your pitch, your elevator pitch. If you're a developer, or even if you're like working, you have these technologies that you're trying to get out there, make sure you've got that elevator pitch. What you can, when somebody says, what are you working on? And you can rattle off in two sentences, what your game is about and what you're looking for. Because again, you're going to run into people. You're, you may not necessarily know who they are, but it's very common, especially for those of us who do a lot of scouting for publishers and investors. It's we see something that comes through, you know, our submission page that isn't, or we hear somebody talking about something or see something in a meeting that's not a fit for us. You know, we'll send it over to someone else. But yeah. make sure that you've got that elevator pitch down pat. 
Yeah, re- actually, really important as well. Like, uh, I think a lot of people plan their their pitch meeting, right? It's like, oh yeah, when we open up the laptop, we've got like twenty minutes to like play the demo and and go through a PowerPoint and explain what the thing is. But make sure you've got something prepared if you are suddenly introduced to, oh, by the way, here's Nigel from Devolver, and it's like, oh, so who are you? And like, you've got thirty seconds, if if that, to basically kind of go, oh, I'm a developer and I'm making blah, 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 like something that makes them go, oh, oh, that's interesting. You know, like you got to have that ready to go as well in the chamber, so to speak, uh, just to, just to, and it's not about trying to pitch them on that game there. It's just about to opening up the, the, the line to actually go to the next step beyond that, which is, you know, it's like if, if they bite then it's like, oh, okay, tell me more or can you, you know, what's the next step from there? It's just the hook, you know, to get them to, to keep that conversation going. And, and while it is admirable that a lot of people will plan out their meetings and they have their pitch deck like ready to go and all this other stuff, you have to realize the days that the number of meetings where you're going to get 30 minutes, I mean, it's not going to happen. You're, you're, it's just if you do, that means somebody didn't have anything else to do. So you've got to be able to yeah. take whatever you have planned and be able to spit it out in 15 minutes, you know, because yeah. that's the way that these meetings are going to go. They're going to get, somebody's going to get there five minutes late. They're going to have to leave five minutes early, or you're going to have to leave five minutes early. Um, and so you've yeah. got to be able to, you know, while it's good to have that pitch practice, you always need like a bullet list. It's like, here's the things that I need to be able to cover in this meeting. Well, Jay, here's a question for you. Cause you're going to be there on back to back to back to back pitches. Uh, is there a bit of a yeah? Is there a bit of advice you'd have for people on uh, standing out in a in an interesting way, or or uh, doing their pitch in a way that makes you go, oh, thank you, I really appreciate that, or the way that they've, they've done it, or yeah, I don't know, like outside of just their actual game itself, is there a way Do of? Do not yeah. read me your pitch deck in a meeting. <laughs> that I, and I get not everybody's good at public speaking, and that's how they handle things. But honestly, don't do that. It's, it's like we're we're all sitting here looking at your pitch. We can we can all you know handle it. The to me, and, and we had you know I've talked about this several times on this show. You know we had a developer who was panicking right before one of the show because their laptop died, and they're like, "I can't pitch my game anymore. My laptop died, and the conference is tomorrow." And I said, "Don't worry about it. Don't pitch it." sit down, tell the publisher, whoever you're meeting with the high level about your game and then just have a conversation with them yeah. because, you know, yeah, I'm going to see probably 50, 60 games next week. I'm not going to be able to take every piece of knowledge, everything from everybody and, you know, parse it at that point, you know, we've got to bring it back. We've got a, you know, a submissions, an evaluation system on this end, mm-hmm. you're you don't need to make your meeting completely about just you know socializing, sure. But taking a little bit of time to say, hey, look, this is who I am. This is why I do this. This is what gets me excited. You know that sort of thing is going to help you stand out in that scout's mind and that publisher's mind more than you running through a thirty-page deck you know, as fast as you can. Don't worry about handing out demos and giving demos at the show. We're going to lose them before we get home anyway. You know, you're going to have to send this stuff out. And that's the, and that's the other thing. I don't know how many teams I've met with. And then if I didn't follow up with them after the show, 
I probably would have never heard from them. Yeah. You know, the first few days when we get back, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's chaos. Don't try to follow up with somebody on those days. Give it, you know, three or four days and then check in and say, hey, we met. Thanks for the meeting. Thanks for your time. Here's the the deck and the demo and all the other stuff that you need for our game. Yeah. But don't go into all of these meetings. The more you try to structure every single meeting, the more it's going to come off as structure. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I, when I used to be more of the, the irony is like, again, going to GDC this, this week, next week for me is on the side of uh, helping a developer pitch their games. But I always used to be on the side of helping the publishers and run like those investor, uh, you know, uh, speed dating things or pitch, pitch days or things like this. And some of the most entertaining pitches that I ever saw just as being uh, through osmosis, being part of those was just, people that were genuinely passionate about their game and wanted to talk about it. You know, yeah. they were like, Oh, it's this and this. And, and then you're, you're like, Oh, but what about this? They're like, Oh, we've thought about like that actually was some of the most that resonated incredibly strongly. And they like, I, I remembered a bunch of them because they were, they were just such really interesting people. And the, the, the way they talked about their game was interesting as opposed to just going through it, a bunch of slides, not to actually say don't have something prepared or presented, but like, don't underestimate the power of, you know, and you know what, honestly, this is the same as doing a booth, running a booth or being in a booth, like believe in your game and be prepared to, you know, talk about it in a, in a way that gets you excited because it will get other people excited. Mm -hmm. it, it's much easier to get psyched up about a game, even if it doesn't on paper look like anything that's going to be extravagant. If yeah. that team is, over. Yeah, Calix says have an interesting game. Noted. <laughs> yes. that, that does yeah. help as a start. That does yes. help. That is helpful. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and be ready to don't go in assuming that the Wi-Fi is going to work because chances are it's not. Um, and yeah. don't like assume that your battery on your laptop is going to stay because there's a good chance that's not going to happen either. Just be ready for everything to go sideways. Yeah, that's an important one as well. Like, uh, if you if you've got hardware and tech with you and you're planning, I mean, actually, you know, this almost goes back to like the very first thing we we're talking about in terms of planning a convention uh, to attend it. Power, obviously, you know, water and food and look after yourself. But uh, you know, take get a big power brick. Uh, make sure you charge it up each night. Try and find the places around that have accessible power ports. That's been a handy one and for me. And not the like, obvious uh, ones that everybody's going to find. Yeah, like, but there'll, there'll be some coffee stores or some like power outlets in a hotel lobby that like no one's really looking at or whatever, where you can kind of, if you don't have a hotel within walking distance, you can quickly juice up your, your equipment. That can be quite handy. Some, there are some spaces on the show floor that, uh, that are pretty helpful for that. Some booths that are associations and groups that are, especially if it's a country pavilion and you're a developer from that country, uh, go to their booth and be like, hey, can I charge my phone or charge my laptop? They're usually pretty uh, pretty accommodating of that. Uh, I don't know what the country pavilion booths are this year, actually. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure a lot on the show floor at GDC, actually. I know, Ger I know Germany has one because one thing I always Germany has one. And, and yeah, yeah. So here's, here's my pro tip for getting power. Um, all of these big hotels have like meeting room space, ballrooms, all of these. If you stand in the lobby down on the first floor, everybody's going to be fighting over power outlets. 
if you can get into the elevator without having a key card and you can get up to the second or third floor or like That's where true. the conference rooms are. The mezzanines. The mezzanines oh my, are great. Yeah. It's not as crowded. You can actually, if you have to make a phone call, you can actually sit down and have a phone call. But there are power outlets. There's usually power outlets in front of an elevator. And then a lot of these like ballroom areas, as long as you walk through, I got into the Nintendo press event one time doing this at the Intercontinental. As long as you walk through acting like you belong there, the people running security, they don't shit. They're not going to... (laughs) They're not going to stop you. They're not getting paid that much, you know. It's, so, yeah, that it's, it's the funniest <laughs> thing when it comes to events is if you if you look confident and you're walking through somewhere, and unless it's like a really obvious ticketed event, like getting in walking into GDC is going to be different because obviously they're checking everyone's badges, you know. Um, but most of the the smaller events or things that don't have like a check in booth at the front, if you just walk in, you're like, oh yep, good to see you. Yeah, I oh, know I'm here to see Michael. Uh, you know, <laughs> put your phone up to your ear or have it in front of you like you're talking to somebody. Oh, yeah, look really busy. Look yeah, really yeah, busy. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, so, so uh, do, do you need to check? I don't, I don't, it's, it's I, left my I don't know if this is good that. advice or not. Actually, this is, this is how do you con your way into like, well, I'm not saying you should use it to get into all the, like the private showing, but I'm saying if you need to get past somebody that's checking a badge <laughs> so you can power up your phone, it's doable. I mean, it's just, <laughs> This is now we're getting into the real, uh, now, yeah, the real now tips. Now and we're getting okay. into the good stuff. Um, yeah, but yeah, if, if you stay down there where everybody is, everybody's going to be fine. It's like an airport. You don't go to the crowded gates to find a power plug. You go to the one where you know there, there's nobody going on. Um, yeah, where the plane isn't boarding or anything like that. And yeah, ex- explore around. If you if you if you live in San Francisco, or you get there a little bit early. Honestly, go to these places and just walk around. Walk around and just identify a couple of. A couple of areas where it's like, oh, I know when I'm there, I'll be able to take that person here for a chat. Or I'll be able to go, oh, the amount of times when I'm at a bar and I'm talking to someone and it's like, can I just, let's just talk about this. Hold on. Let's just, let's find an area to go and have a chat about that. And if you've got a couple of them earmarked in these certain bars, you're absolutely right. It's incredibly handy to be the, also to be the person that knows where to go. Oh, yeah. uh, and to recommend as opposed to saying to them, it's like, oh, do you know where we should go? Like, have have some some spots in your head. And, and I just had one and that completely. Oh, yes. For God's sakes, do not schedule meetings at the Starbucks because no. there's like 10 of them within three blocks of the Moscone Center. And you're yeah. going to inevitably be at the wrong one and or it's completely crowded or or whatever. I will. I will say an early, an early on tip in my career though was there are folks that I was organizing a meeting with, and these were folks where I was very grateful for their time, uh, and um, uh, you know I was, I was, I knew that they were, they were very giving of their time to actually catch up with me. I would organize uh, a breakfast or early morning catch up, but it wouldn't be at a at a Starbucks or a coffee place. It'd be next to it or in a little space next to it, or if there was a, a green area, I'd say, hey, do you want to meet at this time? Uh, I'll, I'll grab coffees. What do you want? And so you brave the line in the morning to actually at the Starbucks or coffee place. So you line up for 20 minutes to get a coffee for you and them. And then you, you meet away from that particular place, but you've got a coffee for them. That is, that's, that's a cheat code to actually make a very good that friend. Good. Uh, yeah. So I, everyone I, wants a coffee in the morning. And if you can help people get that, they will give you their time. 
oh, I will give you my soul for coffee yeah. first things <laughs> in the morning at these conferences. Yeah. And I'll probably do it for lunch too, but you know, yeah. it's, it's uh, all day long. Um, yeah. All right. So what else have we got here that we can flip through? So the one thing I will say is over the last like five or so years, these, the Yerba Morna whatever garden has become <laughs> more and more popular. And so yes. you've got to make sure you've got like a little place to go, you know, in there or a place to identify where it is. Like meet at the carousel, assuming that carousel is still there or. Yeah. Don't say meet at the gardens because uh, that's, that's, that's too vague. Uh, use a street uh, entrance, say meet at the gardens off, off this street or try and identify one of the, like if, is it meet at the gardens on what's that elevated level where there's the restaurant at the top or. Uh, just just be able to identify and and note down uh, something a little bit more specific than at the gardens. That can be incredibly confusing. Confusing. However, it is incredibly entertaining if you just sit down there, sit anywhere in the gardens, and just watch confused people on their phones trying to find each other. It's actually it is actually endlessly entertaining uh, just <laughs> seeing, seeing people wandering around just looking uh you know one step short of just yelling people's names so yeah. <laughs> this this is a wonderful people watching show that is that is very true <laughs> or or you know stand out and, and watch them trying to get across the road to get from place to place or you know oh yes you know God. i'll tell you i'll tell you, tell you one thing though like it is a good space uh i've never done this but uh, i think it would be a good idea it is a good space when you see a large crowd when you see a large crowd of people and they're all hanging out and talking I'd say it's actually quite, you're quite comfortable to actually walk up and be like, oh, hey, what's, is this, what group is this? What's this for? And nine times out of 10, it'll be something to do with, with games or whatnot. And even, I don't, no one's going to be like, oh, it's for this, go away. It's, you know, because there's multiple of those things happening. And it might be, oh, this is for, a, it's a game designer narrative meetup of, from the Eastern European region. And it's like, oh, cool. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm in game, like, you don't those kind of connections could be really interesting and that's an easy way potentially to uh to connect with some people that you might not have otherwise these are the kind of serendipitous connections that happen in between the meetings that you've planned um but sometimes you've got to you've got to you know make the effort to actually make make things happen that was a um, very specific example that you came up with, like on the cuff there. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't just... know if there is a narrative roundtable for Eastern European development happening <laughs> in GDC, but damn, but that the, was. The, but this is this is what I mean, though. Like, like GDC is you've got again, you got forty thousand people, and you've got so many different subsections, whether it be like by location or. But I know there's a community managers meetup. I know that there's uh, there's a or multiple indie developer meetups. Uh, I know, and I know there's meetups for the New Zealand groups and the Australian groups. And like, you know, uh, there will be a lot of meetups for everything. So if you can kind of either find those communities and find when they're doing things or literally just hang out in the gardens and see when there's a big group and then walk up to them and go, what are you for? <laughs> or you get for? that person that you brought who's the extrovert to go do that for you. Sure, yes, yes. Start. Everyone needs an extrovert. Yes. <laughs> Hire an um, extrovert. All right. So if let's let's say you're not the developer, let's say you're going to GDC for the first time to you know network to find developers or to find games or things like that. One of the first things I will tell you is find if you have a GDC pass to get on the floor, 
find those country and region booths because mm-hmm. 99 times out of 100, they either have a QR code or a physical book listing all the games that they're showcasing from their delegation. Germany's is like this thick every single year. It's it's the benchmark. If you want to put out a good, here's everybody from our country, I swear to God, it lists every technology-related company in Germany. Yeah. But grab those because you're not going to have time to go and look at every single game that's yeah. out there. Um, yeah, yeah, the, absolutely. The and there, there's 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 no shade, by the way, in scouring the show floor, picking up flyers and business cards, and just you know stuffing them in your bag, and then dealing with that after the show happens. Like you know yes. the amount of follow ups and things that like this is. Uh, that happens and to be fair like you said not the monday after please spare a thought for those of us that have to fly to pax east on the friday <laughs> so, oh my god oh um, you're doing the back-to-back yeah 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 oh, i am so, no. uh, so so just spare a thought but like otherwise uh yeah go to all the booths grab grab business cards grab flies and then afterwards you can follow follow up with people uh, and have business cards I know it so, sounds cliche. I, this, well hold on hold on this is a, this is an interesting one actually so because I, I, I don't know if I agree with that anymore. But go on. All right. So I will admit, where somewhere I went, I think it was the 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 conference in Madrid that I was at, and possibly some of the ones in Sweden last year. I didn't take them, and I used the little Hello app or QR code But so here's why I say for G, GDC, there's just too many people. And so mm-hmm. at a smaller event where it's going to be a little more intimate and chances are you're going to run into that person multiple times, it's easier to say, here's my information on my phone. But when you're at GDC, you know, you'll be at an event in the evening and somebody just comes up for like five seconds and they're like, hey, I'm so-and-so, then just give them a card and, and be like, <laughs> because you, you might be, go on, sir. No, I was just saying, I, I two years ago, I would have sworn up and down, you're an idiot for not going without uh, business cards. But now I don't always agree with that. But for something the size of, of GDC, where you're just going to be meeting a whole lot of people, and more importantly, whoever you're talking to is going to be meeting a whole lot of people. It's That's good true. to have it, especially if you can take and like write on the back, like who was this person and when did I meet them? Type yeah, thing. you know, you're, you know what, you're. I, I rescind my my view and opinion. And also, uh, again, I'm probably I am in a, a very privileged position uh, where it's it's less about handing out the business cards and things of like this. I, I've my interactions with people these days have been more around a conversation of, oh, where do I follow you? How do I follow you? Like, what Twitter or Instagram or social media account do you have where it's like you can follow them? And then if it's someone that I'm particularly trying to connect with. I'll actually send them a message directly after that and go, hey, it was Guy that you met here, here, here. Great to connect. You know, we'll catch up some other time. Actually, at the end of the day, I would usually go through uh, my Twitter and Instagram and look at all the people that I'd followed that day or had followed me. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I met them at this. Oh, yeah, I met them at this. I'd send them a DM. And I I personally have found that more effective than uh, handing out business cards or... and. Getting business cards is another thing, but that has just been a a personal touch that's that's worked for me specifically. But to your point, that's that's not going to work for everyone, and it 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 absolutely is actually better to have business cards than not have them 
uh, depending on the interaction that you're going to have. And some some folks are still very uh, in certain other countries, especially if you're doing you know business in Asia or whatnot. Business cards are still very important, yes, very so, formal. Yeah. Yes, it's a good point. I try to make one every now and then. <laughs> I, don't, I don't make a habit of it, but you know, every now and then, but it's been great. This whole thing's been full of good points. It's been great. Exactly. Look, you know what? And, and we haven't been that cynical. We're not. We haven't been as old man cynical as you thought we'd be. All right. I think we've been. We've given good advice about being passionate and excited about your your games and your products. And you know, ultimately, ultimately, GTC is is fun. It is actually very much about connecting. Uh, with people, whether that be professionally or catching up with friends or making new friends, like it is a it is a fun event. So keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. The problem is saying that to to you now on the Friday before you fly out. It's like, yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. And you're like, look, look, maybe I'll feel that way after. I get it. I no, get it. we'll be exhausted afterwards. Like we always, you're even worse if you're going to San Francisco and then flying straight to Boston for PAX. That's the. Yeah. Yeah. And I am one weight. of those people that's going to be running multiple karaoke nights. So that's, yeah. Do as, do as I say, not as I do kids. All right. Very important. <sighs> All right. Well, we have managed to cover an hour and you're right. We weren't cynical, you know, <laughs> You weren't that bad. It's it is a good thing. And for, I mean, honestly, if you talk to us, especially if you catch Guy and I like midweek next week after we've already had twenty some meetings, we're gonna be like, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> if you got selected to speak at GDC, congratulations! It, it is a big thing. I mean, yes. and you know, I remember when I got selected the first time to speak, and I was the one standing up there in front of those people. They were all like twice my age, and I'm like, why the hell are you listening to me? But in all honesty, congratulations. That's a big deal. And if you've yeah. never been before, you know, this is going to be an experience for you. This is yeah. not like we're going to start you off with something smaller and then work your way up to GDC. You're getting thrown <laughs> yeah. in the deep end. And it's easy to yeah. get overwhelmed, but it's also easy just to take a step back out of that crowd and text somebody, DM somebody and say, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, yeah. you know, at the end of my rope. What what can I do? Can I decompress? Don't stress yourself or work yourself into an, an absolute panic or health issue. No one's going to do a deal at GDC. It's all going to take place afterwards. Yeah, Just it's relax. It's where it starts. And you know what? One other bit of advice that I'll give him, and maybe this is a, might be a good, good last bit of advice, is uh, once the show's done, Take a moment, take a breather. If you can take a day or a couple of days, take it. Because if you finish a convention and then throw yourself straight back into work, uh, that's not good. That's not healthy. Like you need you need a decompression time uh, before you go back into your usual routine, work routine, whatever that is. That's actually that's actually really important just for your mental yes. health and well being. And, and I physical learned that health, way too late. It's only been like the last couple of years where I've started doing that. But yeah, don't mm -hmm. call me Monday after GDC. I'm not going to answer. Yeah, <laughs> find your find your thing. Actually, you know, my favorite thing to do is uh, after a large convention, uh, I'll allocate an entire day and I'll buy a, a a set of Lego and I'll just I'll build a Lego thing because there's just being able to tune out, just follow instructions <laughs> for like a couple of hours. And just, you know, just like that just helps me tune out and just kind of 
transition from craziness filled with with people and you know partying and out and talking and network doing deals and everything like that transition to okay i'm back to working from home and you know sending emails you know so it's it, it's important to have some sort of transition or some sort of downtime after these huge events I, I like the whole i'm not in charge i don't have to make any decisions i just need exactly. to follow instructions yes. oh my god it's so good oh, it's so good oh yeah. my god yes yeah i i actually yeah. have a couple of sets that i have not finished or put together and i'm probably going something to do that look forward next. to it's great <laughs> hi so uh, we will see you all next week dan you're there you yes are. i'm here I am definitely here. That was a great talk. Uh, have fun at GDC. I'm glad I'm not going. Um, <laughs> right? Okay. Have, have, have fun at GDC. I'm glad I'm not going. Thank you so much. Uh, Tripwire presents for being an amazing sponsor. Uh, make sure and join the Discord, discord.gg slash indie game business. And I don't think we're having another one next Friday. No, uh, well, no. I hope not. Unless you're running it, you're you're on your no, own. If come Jay on, Jay. Doing it, live, Jay doing live it. from GDC. Live from GDC on his phone. Yeah, right. I'm sure I'll have a really coherent message for the masses next Friday. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, and, and if you're looking for me on Thursday night, possibly try the the Tiki uh, Lounge because if you've never been to that place, one, get there early, but it's it, it's a, it's a wonderful event in the middle of downtown san francisco um wait you're not you're not coming to thursday night karaoke jay dude i don't do karaoke <laughs> well all right i don't do karaoke unless i am in really very little of a position to be doing anything business related so um i'm thursday night, but yeah who knows? No, fair enough it depends yeah. on who i'm running around with thursday night um yeah so we'll see you in two weeks um if you're going to GDC, have a wonderful show. Stop by, say hi, wave. I'll be wearing IGB and Powell Group stuff, so I'm not going to be hard to find. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, folks. Thanks for listening to Indie Game Business. You can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at IndieGame.Business.